Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive his love, and be encouraged and empowered by his spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump on to our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless you, fam. Well, g'day, Hinterland Chapel and Meeting Ground Community and Steeple Church. Welcome to 2024. Uh, on behalf of Mel and Dean and Will and myself, I'm really glad that we're partnering together to do this series on Sabbath. Um, it's my hope that uh, we might reframe Sabbath as uh, not a set of ideas or interesting discussion points, but rather something our body experiences, um, what it is for our bodies to find themselves knowing and living out of the stories that we claim. For those that don't know me, uh, my name's Jared McKenna. Uh, at the risk of sounding like Troy McClure, you might know me from, well, uh, inverse podcast with um, Dr. Drew Hart or Decolonizing Sunday School um, or Common Grace. I was the founding director of Common Grace or Steeple Church. I'm the uh, learning and formation catalyst for Steeple Church. Uh, I'm out here on Wadjuk Noongar Buja on uh, the west coast of Australia. Um, I think the the birds will help me preach today. Um, I'm not going to preach so much as I'm going to confess. With the uh, remaining 14 minutes I'm going to take for this time together, it's my hope that um, we might enter into uh, a beginning meditation on how Jesus' ministry opens up possibilities for this moment now being experienced different for us. Um, that the Jewish story has opened up to us in ways that um, uh, liberates and brings us back to both our creatureliness, um, that it is what it is to be a part of these living systems, uh, that is the web of creation, and uh, also a sense of vocation, um, what it is to be called uh, by the one who is in the business of salvation or a less um, maybe loaded term for some people, emancipation, or less loaded still for some, liberation, Um, that the God of creation is the God of the exodus, is the God of liberation, is the God of deliverance. So I have two questions that, um, uh, spoiler alert, I'll I'll give you homework uh, right up front. It's our hope in this series that we go through it together. Um, You will have things to uh, uh, ruminate on, and consider and put into practice. Um, So my two questions as we start the series for you to talk about with uh, other people that you're journeying with is number one, what do you do with your time that steals your rest? What I mean by that is what steals your joy, your reserves of peace, uh, that that reservoir of compassion um, that gets ebbed away by certain things that uh, might seem like they're not work, and yet they take a toll and are costly in terms of they don't return ourselves to our true selves and they don't return us to the earth and our part in all living systems, let alone the God who wants to save all these systems from all forms of oppression. So there's the first question. What do you do with your time that steals your rest? Number two, 
What makes you receptive to life as gift? I mean by that question, what makes you receptive to the reality that you're enough, uh, that together we have enough? And what makes you open and inquisitive and curious and filled with awe and wonder and compassion about this incredible opportunity to join in what God is doing now that seeks to set all living systems free. So a little bit about um, this series. Um, biblical scholar Patrick Miller talks about the sabbatic principle. And for those who haven't been in any Sunday school before, um, Sabbath um, for our Jewish neighbours is the practice that um, uh, one day um, uh, each week is set aside uh, to be made holy. Uh, this comes from both Deuteronomy 5 and Exodus uh, 20, primarily in terms of what where we find the Big Ten, uh, those 10 commandments or words in Hebrew that literally are about how do we not become like what we've just left in oppression. Um, so those seven uh, days and the one day that's set aside, that we have all those days back, not run by the pressures of the systems that we're in, plays itself over seven years as well, and then 70 times uh, seven in terms of the 49th or 50th year, which is sometimes referred to as the year of release or the year of the Lord. And this is what our Lord is talking about in where we're going to ground our little meditation today in Matthew 11, 28 to 30. So um, if you have our sacred text with you, um, feel free to read along. Are you tired? Worn out, burnt out on religion. Come to me, get away with me and recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unfolding rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, these are the words of our Lord. And uh, that rounds out Matthew chapter 11. And we go into this story where um, Jesus and his mates are picking grain uh, through a field on the Sabbath. And the religious authorities at the time who sought to deal with the trauma that their people were going through, through certain games of control control that if we get this right for just one day, then God will act in such a way that we'll finally be free. And in response to that, Jesus talks about um, King David and uh, a story about him and his mates and what he did that broke certain rules and yet redefined what the whole thing was actually about, reminding people of the invitation um, and what God's up to. And then talks about, isn't mercy better than sacrifice? Isn't compassion better than sacrifice? Uh, then goes on into a religious service and sees somebody who on the Sabbath, on this day that was set aside to remind us um, that, well, in terms of Deuteronomy 5, the reminder is that we ourselves were once in captivity and how do we live free and no longer go back to the systems that held us in such ways that we were slaves and what we desired was to one day be slave masters and control others. Um, or um, in Exodus 20, um, it's grounded ecologically 
um, where actually um, the story that counters the stories of ancient empires, where the gods demand work, where the gods demand quotas, where we only understand ourselves as serving that system, wherever we find ourselves on that pyramid. And in fact, this story is so subversive that the first creation myth that we find in our sacred scriptures ends with this god kicking back, relaxing, just taking some time off, looking and enjoying and inviting us into that enjoyment inviting us into to see it as good the anxiety the restlessness the the pressure that um the other gods demand of us which um might seem uh, very outdated and ancient and uh, little to do with right now until we start drawing the connections so friends let's draw some connections jesus is in the temple and he heals somebody even in the greek um, the word salvation is where we get the word self as if we've got a burn or a cut or something like that. In the Greek, the word salvation is not merely um, uh, connected to deliverance and liberation and emancipation, but it's actually connected to healing. Uh, what it is to heal from imaginations where we understand ourselves as commodities. We understand ourselves as uh, little pieces in a much larger, larger mechanism that is the market. And instead, we're invited into a different story where the Sabbath becomes about healing, healing of ourself, that we not only tell a story, but we find our bodies living out a story. Friends, it's January. So how are your bodies finding themselves? If you listen to your body in this moment, is it Christmas and New Year's leftovers that um, continue to dominate um, your, your body's needs? Uh, is it the financial hangovers? Um, it's the time of year for sunscreen, sunburn, and for some of us, sunstroke. Uh, there is the pressures of our unprecedented ecological crisis, and whether it be floods on the East Coast or five minutes from here where we had family that were evacu evacuated because of fires on, on the West Coast, there are certain pressures that this time of year give rise to. There's the guilt over diets in late December and unrealistic New Year's uh, resolutions about how we're going to counter those things. In reaction, holidays um, with too little time to read books and get those projects done and catch up with those friends. Despite the prominence of Advent and Christmas in larger culture, even if it be watered down kind of uh, um, my music bowl um, kind of experience of Christmas, um, there's little that our churches seem able to do to resist also being drawn into Pharaoh's anxious time of productivity as if the market is king, not the vulnerable one that we sung carols about just a few weeks ago. Many per churches push against this momentum with Vision Sundays. And like a former spiritual Baraka, this time of year is... Um, met with upbeat worship, with bubbly messages on more um, and plan our needs around uh, religious forms of New Year's resolutions. So more tithing, more evangelism, more devotions, more volunteering, more meditation, more serious commitment to contemplation, more commitments, more pressure, another thing. Actually, if we listen to our bodies, what a lot of us know we need is rest. The rest that we are enough. 
And strangely, this Sunday in the church calendar, which doesn't run on the pressures of Pharaoh and the demands and the quotas that our economic systems uh, continue to um, hold over us so we understand ourselves as not merely consumers but actually commodities, that we need to sell ourselves, that we need to keep updating our social media, that we continue um, to update our CVs, that um, how do we fit in the system and where does our worth and how can we continue to consume more? The church calendar today is epiphany. And it's our hope in this little time together, we might have epiphanies about the reality of Sabbath. And Sabbath not being a new idea. There's no new ideas this morning. We have three minutes left in our little time together. There is merely the reminder that Jesus treats Sabbath in such ways that we can be storied into a rest that isn't about our lives consuming more or forming our lives to be a commodity to be consumed by others more and success being addressed and assessed by our sense of how well known and how the money flows from that sense of notoriety, but instead what it is to build community. So a couple of quotes that'll put this sense of what we've just been singing uh, during Christmas, that stuff about joy to the world for the Lord is come, that this isn't to be something that happened back then, but something that we're invited into right now, not with new ideas in sermons, but instead with meals shared with community, together with people that we can hear our identities aren't in the systems that we swim in all the time, aren't in the desires that we're taught constantly that makes the potential rest we could have less appealing than the sales that we could get on more stuff that we don't really need. Friends, what we're being invited into is a sense that Sabbath is about healing. It's just, Sabbath is not another must-do, but an invitation to actually be, just be. Sabbath is a communal exhale and a slow inhale of the gift of life, of the dignity of life, of the vocation for all of us that everyone can have a dignified life. What if we could start the year with the rest to learn the unforced rhythms of grace? What if our sense of goals for the year came out not of our worry that we're not enough, but instead out of a community that constantly reminds us of practices of what it is to be creaturely part of this good, beautiful system? What is it that we too could kick back and actually enjoy and go, my goodness, it's good, it's good. What if we could allow the birds to preach to us, even more so than St. Francis who let the bird, he preached to the birds? Well, what if this moment in our ecological crisis we allowed the birds to preach to us and realize that Sabbath isn't another thing. Sabbath is actually no thing, not, not nothing, but no thing that is set aside with the intention, that is sanctified, that's made holy, um, uh, not by filling it with religious stuff, or spiritual stuff, but actually by resting in the enough that this moment is grace that we are actually part of creation. Creation isn't a doctrine that tells us how everything started. Creation is an invitation into the reality of what's happening right now. 
that which animates all things as gift that we find our humble part in longs, cries out, groans for liberation. And we are called, if we rest into that silence, if we actually set time apart with intention for that healing, for that purpose, for the cheekiness of Jesus giving us back Sabbath as something that truly heals, that is about liberation. And suddenly we find ourselves that Sabbath is an ecological practice and Sabbath is a liberation praxis. Sabbath becomes about the rest where we receive in community together that truly we're enough. As we finish, a quote from one of my favourite scholars, Walter Brueggemann. Brueggemann puts it like this, Sabbath in its first instance is not about worship. Stay with me. It's about work stoppage. It's about the withdrawal from the anxiety system of Pharaoh and the refusal to let one's life be defined by production and consumption in the endless pursuit of private well-being. Sabbath is actually about stopping worship to that which does not desire or deserve our worship. Then, and maybe only then, will Sabbath not be something that we add on to all that we're doing, but be a no thing that reminds us we're not things. The earth isn't a thing. Your neighbor isn't a thing. These are God's creatures. And we have this beautiful opportunity with our short, precious life to do something that reminds us of that story and is good news to those who are hurting. So two questions. What do you do with your time that steals your rest? What rest makes you receptive to the gift of life? Precious Lord, open us to this moment that we might rest in the receptivity of this gift, of this life, and your desire to see all have life to its fullest. And all God's people said. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you were encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday in the hall of St. Barnabas Anglican Church at 86 Bourne Road, Bourne. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.